Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, December 29th. I'm Nyla Boudin. All this week, we're taking time away from the daily news cycle to step back and analyze some key moments from 2020. In 22 days, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will officially become president and vice president of the United States. It'll be a historic moment, not because of President-elect Joe Biden, but because of who he'll be in office with, Kamala Davy Harris. On the night Joe Biden was declared the presidential winner, Kamala Harris used her speech to remember her mother. Uh, when she came here from India at the age of 19, she maybe um, didn't quite imagine this moment, but she believed so deeply in an America where a moment like this is possible. And so I am thinking about her and about the generations of women, black women, Asian, white, Latina, Native American women, who throughout our nation's history have paved the way for this moment tonight. Today, we're revisiting our episode from this summer right after her nomination, because we think this is an important moment in America's understanding about racial identity. Although we often focus on black or white, Harris is changing that conversation. Going beyond the American identity of black or white is today's one big thing. I think this moment is so historic because of the many firsts that she would embody. First woman, first black person, first daughter of two immigrants, first Indian American, first Caribbean American. Courtney Brown is an Axios reporter. She and I together wrote a story about Kamala Harris because this is the first time we're seeing a vice president who reflects the layered identities and nuances of the country's population. You and I look through a bunch of interviews that she's done. I'm black. Yes. And I'm proud of being black. Absolutely. And I was born black. I will die black. But, you know, she's also said, like, I'm also American. And that is the label that she prefers. And that doesn't necessarily put her Indian heritage to the back seat. There are a lot of people like me. What we know is that this is actually who we are yes. and, 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 and what we are. This is what the country is becoming. People's identities are just far more intricate than that. Well, and you and I have a lot in common in the way that we were raised. Even though if people looked at me, they would think she's Indian. My family is also from the Caribbean. My parents are from Trinidad. I am second generation American. You have a similar story. When I saw how her identity was being talked about, it very much reminded me of how people talk about me. They see me and they identify me as a Black woman. But my dad is an immigrant from Jamaica. My mom's parents are immigrants from Jamaica. I'm a Caribbean American. I do identify as a Black woman. It's just more complicated than that. And I want that to be appreciated. And I, I think I'm not alone in that. Courtney Brown is an Axios reporter. We'll be back in 15 seconds with how the way the census is taken actually affects how we think about race. I've heard some Indian Americans say, why is she so quick to embrace her Black identity but not her Indian identity? Welcome back to Axios Today. 
Karthik Ramakrishnan is a political scientist at UC Riverside, and he directs AAPI Data. AAPI means Asian American Pacific Islanders, by the way. He says many Americans with layered identities often embrace their Black identity, and much of that comes from our history and how we viewed race in this country, such as the so-called one-drop rule that dates back to slavery. So if you had a parent who was a slave, even if the other parent was free, you would still be considered a slave and would be denied basic rights. That practice continued through Jim Crow. This was even reflected in our census. The Census Bureau collected very detailed information and would assign people a race based on what fraction of Black they thought they were. If you were one-half Black, one-quarter Black, one-eighth Black, and they had terms like mulatto, quadroon, and octroon to signify that. This has had a powerful effect on the American consciousness, even to this day. The one-drop rule has powerfully shaped the expectations not only of, of white people, but Black people themselves. Like Kamala Harris, like Courtney, like me, Karthik points out that many people, regardless of what race they identify with, hold a number of layered identities that can change with context. As a country, we're evolving in not just how we view ourselves, but what the demographic data actually shows. Karthik Ramakrishnan is a political scientist at UC Riverside. So here's what this looks like by the numbers. Back in 1890, the number of immigrants in the country peaked at 15%. But that number steadily declined until immigration laws changed in 1965. And now we're almost back to that peak. We're the largest nation of immigrants on Earth. Without immigration, the country would still largely be a white, black country. Mark Lopez is the director of global migration and demography research at the Pew Research Center. He's seen the share of people who say they're mixed race or multiracial rise since 2000, when the census let people fill in more than one race. Right now, that's around 4% of the population. More Americans are saying, I am both white and black. But there are others like black Asian, black Native American. I wonder, as a demographer, what you think about Kamala Harris being a black woman, but then also talks about her ancestry of having an Indian mother. She's reflecting, in many ways, one of a growing share of Americans who intermarry, intermarry racially or intermarry ethically, but also she's reflecting the growing population of the foreign-born in the United States and their U.S.-born children. I wonder if we could talk about another part of Kamala Harris's family, which is her father is Jamaican-born. One of the interesting stories of the last 20 years is the rise of the Black foreign-born population in the U.S., Jamaicans, or people who were born in Jamaica or trace their roots to Jamaica, are actually the largest group among Black immigrants in the United States today. One of the things that's interesting is the rise of Black immigrants in the United States, a growing number and a growing share. So when you think about the nation's population today, the growing diversity of our country has largely come from the arrival of new immigrants and their U.S.-born children who continue to shape the demography of the country into the future. Mark Lopez is the director of Global Migration and Demography Research at Pew Research Center. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. We saw record voter turnout in the 2020 election, where more than 81 million Americans voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. That includes more than 2 million people in Georgia, where for the first time in almost three decades, voters put Democrats in the White House. Biden and Harris won in Georgia by less than a 13,000 vote margin. Exit polls showed Asian-American voters 
could have made the difference in the race. Democratic pollsters say AAPI voter turnout increased as much as 91 percent between the 2016 and 2020 election in Georgia. Black voter turnout was up 20 percent. And now all eyes are on Georgia's runoff races to see how much of this changing electorate again turns out. It's another sign that American politics are moving beyond black and white. What we're also watching for next is whether Kamala Davy Harris's time in the White House will spark even more conversations around race, identity, and ethnicity in America. That's it for today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.